Hello, this is Brooke from Axis Mundi, and welcome to Messages from the Medicine. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of Messages from the Medicine. I haven't recorded an episode in quite some time because I only like to record when I feel called to do so, and today's episode was really wanting to be recorded. We are blessed to have a very special guest today, Michelle Dench. Michelle is an intuitive astrologer devoted to healing in relationships and family. She is a mother of three and a student of evolutionary astrology, meditation, and an artist. Michelle is the administrator and technical support for the Jeffrey Wolf Green Association of Evolutionary Astrologers. You can learn more about Michelle at astrologywithmichelle.com, which is linked in the show notes for you. So welcome, Michelle. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you. Thanks so much for inviting this opportunity. I love the topic and... um... It feels very special and sacred to me to be doing this first with you, um, you know, first time speaking about this for me personally and doing it with you is incredibly special. Thank you. I'm just so grateful that you're here and that we get to learn from you today. Um, So I know that we have a lot to get into, but before we get into that, I just wanted to say some things um, before we get into everything. So I'm going to speak a lot right now, but then the floor will be yours uh, for the rest of the episode. I just want to begin by saying that um, to our listeners, we are not medical professionals, Michelle and I. Nothing said here today is medical advice. And this is simply a safe space to speak about a topic that you know, some people in our community, I know, really want to learn more about. People want to learn more about this to support their physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being. And a number of people in this community have been wanting to learn more about microdosing uh, during pregnancy for either a current pregnancy or a future pregnancy. And they've been having a difficult time finding much info on the topic. So I felt really called to create a safe space where we can openly discuss microdosing while pregnant and breastfeeding for those who feel called to learn more. It is really important to say that everyone is different and what works well for one person may not be aligned with what you need at all. Microdosing while pregnant is not for everyone, and it is essential to take necessary steps before beginning to be sure that this choice is aligned for both you and your child. So I just want to share um, a, a short story for anyone who this may be a new topic for, and you know, if you notice any constriction around this topic or judgment around this topic, I just invite you to, to just notice it and then you know go back to an open heart while you listen to this. So I just want to share this short story. There's a psychiatrist in our community who lives in South America. And when I was speaking to her one day about people taking antidepressants while pregnant in the States, she couldn't believe it, as that is not something that is done in her country. Yet for those of us in the States, this may be something we've heard about a bunch, and it may be something that is quite familiar to us. And so when we hear about it, it may not shock us at all or be surprising at all. And so I just share this story to simply show you that 
We are typically much more accepting of things that are familiar to us. And so microdosing while pregnant may not be familiar with everyone who is listening to, to this, you know, because of the society we grew up in. And so if that's the case, you may notice that some old programs are surfacing when you're listening to this topic. And that's okay. I just invite you to notice it. And again, just, you know, practice going back to your open heart. In many indigenous cultures, intentional medicine work occurs at all different stages of people's lives, including pregnancy, while breastfeeding, as a child, and beyond. And in these cultures, this is natural. It's familiar. It's accepted. And so I'm just so grateful to be here today with Michelle and those of you who are, who are listening so that we can really go beyond what we've been taught to believe and just listen to Michelle's wisdom that she's going to share with us today as she very generously agreed to be here and, and teach all of us today from, from her sacred heart and her beautiful soul. So thank you everyone for listening to my little spiel. <laughs> Michelle, again, it is such an honor to have you here today. Thank you so much for being here. And um, I'm really, really excited to get into everything with you. I'm lucky enough to know you in real life as a dear friend and a teacher. And I've had the opportunity to work with you in various capacities, private sessions and group containers, couple sessions. And so I'm lucky enough to know you, but for our listeners who are just meeting you for the first time, let's introduce you to them a bit more. So why don't you start just by sharing a bit more about yourself and your family with us? Yeah, a little bit more about me. I've been you know, studying and practicing astrology for over a decade now. Um, I really didn't think I was going to become an astrologer when I started studying astrology. I was a financial advisor at the time and recently had been divorced and was just like in the middle of a huge life change and I loved astrology. I was obsessed with it and I was studying it as much as I could possibly, you know, and it was that path of transformation and change. That was also where, you know, microdosing came in for me during that time. I was really, you know, I had been someone personally who had struggled with depression, struggled with anxiety, went down the route of very traditional, you know, psychotherapy and very traditional work with antidepressants. And it never fully resolved, you know, the things that were deeply calling me still were calling me to look at them. <laughs> So in using astrology to really try and understand what was happening in my own life, what was going on and, and really starting to see it opened up the path for me, which is the way that I work with astrology as a tool for healing and insight as a way of addressing family trauma, ancestral trauma, as a way of working within the scope of relationship and healing relationship dynamics everything, you know, opened up for me in that respect. And, and I was originally introduced to microdosing through a friend of mine who uh, was a 
advanced mycologist. She loved studying mycelium and, you know, she connected me with the first fungus that I ever worked with. And that was um, around the same time where I was really beginning uh, my work as a practicing astrologer. I was in a full-time apprenticeship with another evolutionary astrologer. And I I really started to weave um, microdosing into my daily life and astrology into my daily life. And they become really integral parts of my own healing journey. So it's, you know, everything I share today comes from direct experience, including my work as an astrologer comes from direct experience. That's the, the most frequent resource point. I have studied evolutionary astrology and every other lineage of astrology, Vedic, Western, Hellenistic, you know, every particular little thread. I love it for that reason that I could go down rabbit holes for the rest of my life and never learn everything there is to learn. But the direct experience of working on healing in my relationships with my clients, in my group classes, um, and tuning into the chart of the present moment, following the moon cycles, you know, these have become the the foundations of who I am and how I practice and how I teach. So yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for sharing that. So can you share more about how many children you have, just so everyone knows? I have three children right now. One um, who is nine, one who's three and a half, almost four, and one who is just about to turn one. Um, so pretty soon I'll have a four-year-old and a one-year-old, but right now I have a 11-month-old and a three-and-a-half-year-old, depending on when you're <laughs> this podcast. Yes. Amazing. So how did you decide to begin microdosing when you were pregnant? Like, were there certain things you did to help you make this decision? Did, did you just intuitively know? Like, I'd love to hear more about making that decision. It actually wasn't an intentional decision the first time. Like I was saying, when I was introduced to microdosing, it became a really core part of my life. And I got pregnant unexpectedly with my daughter, who's now almost four. And it was one of those things where in the early stages, I didn't know that I was pregnant, but then I, when I knew that I was pregnant, I was still microdosing. And with that pregnancy, I had a moment in the early part of the pregnancy where my body told me that it didn't want to microdose anymore. I can't explain it other than I feel like the the medicine has its own intelligence. And if we're really listening to it, it will tell us that was too much. This is not right. Or this is right. You know, it's like if you're deeply working from the perspective of anytime ceremony, anytime medicine, anytime microdosing, regardless of whether it's, you know, pregnant or not pregnant, it will give the information of how much, you know, this is the, my perspective basically. And with that pregnancy, 
I remember the day I was probably seven weeks pregnant or something like that. And it said to me, nope, not anymore, (laughs) you know? Uh, And so that was my first experience with microdosing while pregnant. And I chose to abstain from all microdosing and all substances during that pregnancy all the way through to the very end. And then when my daughter was little and still breastfeeding, probably about four months old or something like that, I had the opportunity to microdose ayahuasca in a very intentional setting, not for an extended period of time, but just a one-time sitting. And for me, it f- I could tell right away that it felt like the right thing. Like it felt very clear. And so I started to be more open-minded and even including doing a lot of research around families and, you know, whether or not you could or should, how healthy it was. And there was a lot of research that I came across that really said, number one, it was very helpful. And number two, it could also be very helpful for the child, could be helpful for the pregnancy. And I had only experienced, you know, this trusting of my body, listening to what my body was telling me the first time and it saying clearly no, and then listening to what my body was telling me later on and it saying yes. And so with my, with my second pregnancy, I was microdosing in the beginning. And, um, I actually, that pregnancy didn't, um, it, it, I had a natural miscarriage at around nine weeks. This was, um, a really tender point for me and a really difficult loss because I had been praying for this child. This is something that was really, uh, I mean, all my children have been prayers and, uh, this is, you know, prayer and ceremony and medicine and prayer and children are pretty much all the same thing in my experience. And so I made my own determination during that experience that it really didn't work for me at all to microdose or do ceremony of any kind during the early stages of a pregnancy. And I've come to realize like there are, there's natural ways in which the body develops. And while you certainly, I have heard that there's research and you certainly could, you know, use medicines during those early stages from from my mind and for my own peace of mind, those particular times were the most sensitive. And I, I came to realize later, like, oh yeah, it's like when I'm painting a, a, a piece of art, 
in the early stages of the art, my prayers are on the canvas. I've written them out. I'd, that's the time when I really don't like people to see the art. When a child is inside the womb in the early stages, no one can see it. I mean, even sometimes on an ultrasound, it's like nine weeks or 12 weeks before they can actually pick up a heartbeat on an ultrasound. It's a very tender time. And for any woman who's ever lost uh, a pregnancy, whether by miscarriage or abortion, and I've experienced both, um, the loss is a very intimate thing. And it requires, for me, it requires a lot of space um, for feeling and for grieving. And I'm not wanting medicine to take the place of my own need to feel what I feel and to be present to myself. So when I was pregnant with my third child, I made the decision in the beginning of that pregnancy, not to microdose and not to use any medicine of any kind until I was beyond a stage where I felt very secure in the development of the being and very clear in the yes inside my body for any thing that I would do. And so that was my daughter who's now 11 months old. I think it was like 20 weeks, 25 weeks when I really felt, oh yeah, she's fully there. She's kicking. I've seen her several times on an ultrasound. She's really developing quite well. Um, and I think in, in, terms of, I'm not a medical professional, obviously, but I'm judging these experiences from my own internal sense. And it was more my need for peace of mind. You know, I read several research papers that said that it, at all, you know, all stages, it was totally fine. And there's, a, there's obviously going to be conflicting opinions and, um, from different people, but with, with me, it felt like I have to really trust myself and I have to really trust my body. And I have to really feel like there's a calling, like there's a clear and intentional purpose for why I would do this during a pregnancy. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. I know everyone who's listening is I can just feel like we're, we're resonating with you so deeply. And this is a perfect example of why it doesn't matter if like every study and research thing and expert says it's okay. Like, you know, best and no one knows better than you and your intuition, whatever the topic is, you know, like you are the expert on you. And I just think that is such an important thing for, for all of us to just ground into. This is also so, it, it's so important. I said this in the beginning, um, but it's important to touch on again, like what works well for one person 
maybe the complete opposite of what another person needs, whether it's, you know, in terms of microdosing, like the dose, the protocol, like even if that worked well for 100 people who were pregnant, like you, whoever's listening to this may need something different. And so I just want to say like this, this conversation is not here to tell you what dose to take, what protocol to do. This is just to support your own learning and to support you in feeling into what's right for you and your child. But when, when it comes to medicine work and really anything, we're all so unique and we have such unique needs. And it's so essential to tune in to what is, is best for our soul and our child. I, I've heard people who microdosed while pregnant say things like before beginning, they energetically checked in with their child and shared with the child what they wanted to do and what the benefits they might receive would be. And they, you know, received energetic permission for before beginning. So that's just like another tool that, you know, you can use if you're listening to this. Yeah. I definitely resonate with that. I mean, towards the end of my pregnancy in with the last one, there was a really clear calling to sit with medicine and pray. And it had everything to do with preparing that soul to come here. That was the first time I had ever really experienced how it can be both clearly aligned and also called for by the child, you know, and with my toddler, you know, my young, uh, my older one, she sat in ceremony with us as a family. We've sat together many times and, um, you know, during her breastfeeding, like I would breastfeed her in the beginning of the ceremony until she fell asleep. And then, you know, really do my own work during the time in the night while she was sleeping. And that was also a really important part of our healing journey. And it was, again, one of those combinations of like really trusting myself, trusting my body um, and, you know, trusting her soul that you knew what also, you know, we, we joked that our daughter was like the reincarnation of Ram Das because she was born the morning after Ram Das passed away. And like what other child would be born right into a family where, and they're, when they're three months old, they're sitting in a medicine ceremony <laughs> that I don't, I've never experienced anyone, any child like that before. And she very <laughs> just has the spirit of Ram Dass and she reckon she recognized Baba like when she was a very wow. young child. <laughs> you know, uh, we're like, you know Baba? She's like, Yeah, I know Baba. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's and I'm amazing. talking about meme Karoli Baba, you know, for those who might be listening, but um Ram Dass teacher. So yeah. It was, it was an interesting path for me to deciding to work intentionally with medicine and work. Um, and the other thing I hadn't talked about was like in preparation for pregnancy um, because, well, you know, I was microdosing in preparation <laughs> for the pregnancy that I had the first time where I didn't really know that I was going to get pregnant. And now I am 
microdosing in preparation. And I'm consciously, I am calling in a child and I am praying very actively for another child to come into my life and um, working with everything that comes with that level of preparation. And that includes currently having, you know, choosing to microdose as a part of my preparation process. I wanted to mention that. Oh, that's so beautiful. Can we talk a bit more about that? Um, because I know that there are some people who are listening who are either really scared to become pregnant for fear that it will be challenging or have already been pregnant, had a challenging pregnancy, but they want another child really badly and they're they're nervous to be, to be pregnant again. And so I think some people in those positions may feel called to microdose to prepare to become pregnant. And I'm curious if you could share more about what that process looks like for you. Like, do you do any sort of prayers or like how do you work with the medicine to support you in in preparing for pregnancy thank you that's a great question um I do I mean every child that I've ever had has started with a prayer and um it's an active call and response to the soul you know I believe that souls are are fated and that they really they choose us and um and that if we're choosing to tune in to them we can actually hear and sense their their coming and working with microdosing in this time right now i'm really aware that both you know we have three children my partner and i have expanded careers and a lot of um you know work a lot on our plates. Um, and a big part of the intention that I'm holding with microdosing right now is around getting clear and getting aligned with that soul that wants to come in and creating space and capacity. You know, uh, the womb has to shed and move out, you know, that's, the, the lunar cycle, right? And I'm on the um, on the moon cycle of bleeding right now. So this is really an incredible time to be microdosing because it helps to ground the purification process, to ground the clearing out and the awareness. And it helps for me, um, you know, to work with the PMS, you know, like, I don't even like to call it PMS. It, it helps me to work with the sensitivity to my tenderness, to my emotional body that comes with this stage of my cycle. And it's like that stage of the cycle is what's preparing the way for ovulation. So really tuning into it's the same way I would tune into the lunar cycle. The dark phase of the moon is clearing, right? It's closing the lunar cycle. The full moon is illuminating. It's pointing to things. And if we're working, if we're attuned to cycles, internal cycles, so this is like fertility cycle, you will notice where your fertility cycle lines with the lunar cycle. 
And so, you know, right now I'm bleeding and the moon is about to be full. So my, my bleeding is aligning with a full moon, which means that my ovulation will align with a new moon, new, you know, and this intention that I'm holding to seed a new beginning, you know, it's like, it's a very tender thing to speak about because it's like last month I felt the, you know, the potentiality for that and it didn't happen, you know, and it, and there's, there's grief that comes with it not happening. And, you know, it brought up a lot of pieces in my relationship, including work that I'm wanting to do to spiritually ready myself for another child, to energetically ready myself and my life for another child and, and to intentionally ready my partnership for another child, if that's meant to be with this partner, you know? Um, and of course, the thing about children is that we have no control, no zero control over when, when they come, if they come, who they come as, what they come as, you know, and it's one of the most incredible spiritual paths of surrender because whether you become a parent or not, many women have experienced this, like not never, you know, manifesting a child or manifesting children that then you have, you know, I mean, this is why I've dedicated my, a, a lot of my work in, in astrology to working with couples and working with the charts of parents and children, working with family dynamics and helping people to heal their core soul work because it's all connected. And the microdosing as a path or even ceremony as a path to preparation to parenthood, it's like, what better pathway could there be than to be working consciously to make ourselves more resourced, more centered, more aligned with our, with the soul that's coming through, more connected to ourselves, more healed and whole as a part of the process of preparing for another soul to come in. It's the same way, you know, what I've been doing in preparation, this also works in tandem. I work with a woman who does holistic pelvic care and I did some session to kind of close out the last pregnancy, you know, in between when I experienced the loss, I needed to close out the grief. And a part of the, the next pregnancy was like the real being with the tenderness of that being and what she was calling for and what, you know, and I believe that everything can be a part of a healing journey. Everything is a part of a healing journey. So whatever, wherever, you know, your journey is taking you, if there's fear around getting pregnant, I face that all the time. I have a lot of, um, I've been facing, especially the need to let go of the attachment to getting pregnant the attachment to this partner, the attachment to it working out in this way, the attachment and to continuously come back with my intention when I microdose to healing and preparing my body for another soul, to expanding my capacity, right? Neurologically, emotionally, physically in my life, working to create space in my womb, you know, 
to clear out and be ready to receive a soul when the time is right, because the timing of that is not in my hands. The soul that, you know, it's like all of this is in creator's hands. Creator, I'm inviting a child to come through me. I'm inviting, you know, and working with the intelligence of these medicines, plant medicines, prayer, ceremony. You don't have to have the med. I mean, the the medicine works whether you're taking the medicine or not. The medicine works with the prayers, whether you're, and that's one of the lessons that I learned from ayahuasca. She is an intelligence, ancient intelligence, which exists in all of us and in all things and through all things. We can access her consciously in ceremony or working with her medicine. Same thing with the fungus and the mycelium are like this incredible network of intelligence and they will be working within us. So I don't even think like for the pregnancies, when I chose to abstain from working with those medicines, I never abstained from working, from praying, you know, I am never not working with the intelligence of that, which is already in my body, which doesn't require me, you know, so you can make that discernment of whether, when is the right time. I think it's actually more important to learn how to listen than to actually work with the medicine. And that's been a really growing edge for me. And then in preparing for another pregnancy, it's like, I am working right now. This is like your, uh, your audience is getting to see like the inner workings of my like deep process. It's very, very tender, um, to let go of attachments to release as much past pain and pieces, blockages, emotional, mental, psychological, spiritual, however, and medicine work is incredibly powerful in doing that, but, you know, and microdosing can be really supportive of that, but those things are not, you know, you don't have to have them in order to do this work. Um, But I am consciously, you know, choosing to do that in preparation for having another child. And I would like to have another child. you know, I'm ready. I'm just, you know, waiting for the celestial alignments. Thank you so much for sharing that, Michelle. Well, I'll be praying for you as well now that I know. So let's talk a bit about dose and protocol. I know that these are two topics that are vastly different for every single person. So what works for you may not be what works for another person, but I think it's just helpful to speak to it a bit. So, so yeah, I'd love for you to share more about that with us. So I've been working around the level of a hundred micrograms. Is it micrograms? Uh, yeah. Milligrams. Yeah. Um, that feels the most right to me. In particular, I am sensitive to microdose where there's too much of a come on. The sweet spot is right underneath that level where I feel nothing at all, actually. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, So that's been my experience. Um, Within that realm, in my first pregnancy, I made my own blends and... So it was 
probably less 0.33 and then more of a blend of just medicinal mushrooms with the, and I just, I got my own encapsulator and I just worked intentionally to create my own blend. Um, and I've been working with not, not in that way more recently, just with a very clear amount that feels right to me. It feels right to be just in the realm of like, I don't feel it at all. And in particular, I also am sensitive like energetically. So I tend to not go more than three days on. I've experimented with three days on, two days off protocol for quite a while in the first couple of years when I was doing this. Now it will be three days on maximum, maybe one day on per week, like one day on and then off for the rest of the week. And again, go back to this one thing. I listen to my body all the time. I ask it all the time today, not today, today, not today, you know, and just wait until I hear the clear yes and the inner guidance, you know, to, and then I always make a prayer before I actually microdose holding my intentions for that day, healing for joy, for clarity, you know, and I, this is all I work this way. If I'm also doing ceremony, always having, um, a sense of preparing for the ceremony, even before I would sit for ceremony, praying about holding the intention, the desire to work with whatever I'm, and then when it comes to the day, you know, feeling, okay, I have, do I again, have clear guidance to sit and with the medicine, do I have a clear intention and do I have a clear prayer? And if all those things are aligned, then making, you know, making the choice to participate. Beautiful. Yeah. So for everyone listening, what Michelle is sharing is really, truly intentional microdosing. And this is what Michael and I are always speaking to. It's like you can have a protocol, especially if you're newer to this work, it can be helpful to have some sort of structure. But always each morning we recommend tuning into like, okay, does it feel right to take the medicine today? So even if you have a protocol, intuition always knows best. and, And that's always you know, the truest guide. Um, so yeah, I just love everything you shared so much and, and having the prayer right before you take the medicine, like that's so beautiful. A background of feeling, you know, like there are a lot of risks relative to abusing anything. And in the simplest terms, especially if we're working with the sensitive nature of fertility, uh, you know, our own desires for children and all these things. I also come from a recovery community background and relying upon anything to do the work that I'm not willing to do is detrimental to my 
well-being um, and becoming over-dependent on anything. Uh, so I've always kind of operated with that as like my bumper bars, you know, internal tuning. Okay. Is this, am I called to microdose today? And initially when I was first began microdosing, I did stick with the protocol because that was a way to have bumper bars. If I was, you know, on three days on or two days on three days off, two days on three days off, you know, however you do it, you, everyone is going to, you're right about it. Everyone's going to be different. Everyone's going to have, but my litmus test for integrity with the medicine was, was I feeling a calling and was I doing the work, you know, and it's been really clear to me even lately, like the, there's so much happening astrologically, um, and so much that is really calling us to do higher and deeper levels of work. The medicine can be supportive of that for me. And it's supportive of that in preparation for desiring to create more space for a soul to come in to my life, which is going to expand everyone's, you know, I heard this phrase, babies put demands upon the earth. And it's true. Like the moment a soul comes down here to the world, they do put a demand upon the earth. They put a demand upon your body. They put a debate. I mean, and pregnancy is not always easy for many people are very sick in the first trimester. I could not imagine microdosing if I had a lot of nausea. And I did with this last pregnancy, I drank ginger fizzy water every single day, um, which had never happened to me before. But so it's like, it's really having those energetic bumper bars around what I'm doing and having the prayer and having the intention. And then, um, you know, working with the medicine as I feel called has been kind of the foundation of how I've worked with things. I love that. Yeah. 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 That's how I operate as well. I have to feel that calling. So I just resonate so deeply with everything you're sharing and and you, you speak to it so beautifully. Would you like to share anything about microdosing while pregnant and like what the experience is like or anything around that? I mean, I feel like as long as I've stayed below that threshold where there's not, it's really just a supportive thing for energy awareness. Like it it can be really, really, really helpful. Um, you know, first trimester of pregnancy. And again, the reason why I predominantly have not microdosed during that time is like, you can be, you can have a lot more nausea. You can have a lot physically be, I I'm one, every single pregnancy I've ever had, I've been extremely tired and extremely exhausted in that first trimester. And then the second trimester is comes with a more energy and more capacity. And I've found that that's really the better time in terms of microdosing, because it's also the baby is more developed and, you know, staying in those low doses is just like very just supportive to having clear minded 
stable energy, feeling grounded, feeling good in my body. Yeah, I don't know if I have anything more to say about that, but yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, thank you so much. So I know that a lot of people listening will also want to hear about your experiences microdosing while breastfeeding. So I'd love to just get into this more and hear, yeah, just hear more about it. Anything you'd like to share what that's been like for you? Well, very similarly to my, you know, like the first 40 days of pregnancy or the first trimester thing, the first trimester out of the womb is also a super sensitive time. And, um, you, when you have a newborn, you go into like a little nest, they call it the fourth trimester nourishment and rest and slowness is so critical to that time frame. If you can do anything to prepare yourself for pregnancy, get yourself set up for a really supportive fourth trimester. One of the things I was able to do with this, with my third baby was be on a farm. A friend of mine was a trained postpartum doula. She said, if you're going to have a baby at my house, you're going to stay here for a month and I'm going to feed you and I'm going to take care of you. And I was like, great, I'm coming to you to have a baby. And so we went and um, she prepared bone broths for me every day and had me like eating the most nourishing foods. And uh, my first month was as slow as I could possibly make it. I, I can see now how I could even do it better, but that was so preparing. I'm going to go back a little bit preparing for the end of that birth. We were, you know, in prayer, in ceremony, in the last week that the baby was calling her soul down, calling her into the right position, calling her. And, you know, my entire pregnancy, she was transverse. She was sideways. And so it's not safe to um, birth. You can't birth a baby sideways. They have to come head down or even breach would be possible, but a transverse baby can't be birth. And, um, so we were, you know, my partner and I were in prayer and medicine ceremony together, him drinking a lot more medicine than me to <laughs> prepare for calling the soul down. But he also needed to do a lot of work to, you know, prepare himself as a father. And together we were doing that, um, the, you know, sitting in sweat lodge, praying, you know, it was a very strong theme of that soul. And I then set myself up to be in this 40 days postpartum period with as much support and as little. And I did not um, really feel any call to drink medicine or be with medicine at all during that time period. I didn't even drink coffee and I'm like a regular coffee drinker every single morning. Like you can, my, you can hear the coffee grinds to this. You could time them to the sound, you know, the sound of the coffee grinder to my awakening. Um, but I, I let go of everything, every single thing, and just allowed myself to be in the fallow space of 
postpartum. And then around nine weeks postpartum with both of my girls, I felt what could have been the beginning of um, postpartum depression. I felt myself getting in a sticky place. And it was that point when I realized um, with my first daughter, oh, microdosing would be really helpful now. Nine weeks, they're breastfeeding, you know, but it's like, it was the tipping point for me. And, you know, I had prepared my placenta to also, you know, but that didn't work for me with the first pregnancy. And with the second pregnancy, I just decided to do a dehydrated, uh, like raw placenta in my smoothies, which this might be like more far out there than, than microdosing. Beautiful. It's perfect. (laughs) But, um, that's what I did during, you know, the early postpartum time. And then I, was ready. I felt ready to begin microdosing again about nine weeks postpartum, um, nine weeks old. That sense that I got from, I'm always working with the lowest level, you know, in terms of, and feeling whether it feels right for me and right for the baby. And it's always been this process of just listening to my body tuning into the baby, you know, I noticed for breastfeeding, actually things like cacao or, um, broccoli can be harder and worse or harder on them than microdosing. Mm. So it's really, I mean, you're going to need to, every baby is going to be different. That's the other thing about it. Breastfeeding nutritionally. Um, some babies will have no sensitivity to food. Other babies will have sensitivity to food. Some babies will have no, I mean, both of my babies have been totally fine with caffeine. You know, it's like, I regulate how much I feel like based on what I, my body is like the most sensitive tuning fork, you know, and what a lot of the research has said is that if you kiss the top of your baby's head, it will tell your breast milk to make what it needs. You know, that's the intelligence that exists inside your body. So I trust my body to do what it needs to do with the medicine. And I've been, you know, fine tuning my ability to listen from within to how, you know, how much, whether I need to pump and dump, you know, as they say, or, um, if I'm going to sit in ceremony and I don't, you know, I've definitely felt with doing full ceremony one, I've had to, in the early stages, I've had the sense to do more of a microdosing ceremony as opposed to a full medicine journey, um, not to breastfeed them after a certain point of like ceremony, it's kind of fine in the earlier part of the ceremony, but after a certain point, it feels clear to me that that's enough. You know, um, there's no, I can't say it like a specific, I do know some, um, medicine facilitators who recommend 
completely pumping and dumping everything. I I think in the first part of the ceremony, there's no, uh, that, that, that milk's already been produced. You know, it's, it's the milk that comes through in the hours after or in the latter stages of the ceremony, depending on how long you're working, that I think is more, more energetically attuned to the medicine. And then you just, you know, the, the baby is also going to be energetically attuned to the mother. And, you know, I have a regular practice every single time I'm breastfeeding my child to kiss the top of their head and to allow my body to attune to what they're needing now. And that's been also a big part of really trusting that the medicine has its own intelligence to be able to work with what the child is needing and will, you know, kind of know what to do better than I do. That is so beautiful. So powerful. I got tears in my eyes when you were sharing about kissing their head. That's amazing. So is there anything else you would want to say to someone who is considering microdosing while pregnant or breastfeeding? Well, I'm going to say this as like, I'm not, I'm not a doctor and I'm not a medical, you know, but the world has medicalized birth and the world has institutionalized birth as a part of that medicalization. And what has been for many hundreds of thousands of years, a natural part of human beings being human beings has become a integral part of the medical system. So I'm not going to, you know, I would be remiss to say like the medical providers, the doctors, the disclaimer labels, the, the westernized industrial system of birth keeping is newer and it is incredibly unintelligent when it comes to the the natural ways of birth the indigenous ways of birth the our bodies are designed with such intelligence to be able to you know i have had a completely um free birth with two of my three births. And I am even praying in this next cycle that I might have the opportunity to be totally free from, you know, the medical system in really, it's a cultivation of learning to trust myself and to trust the process. And these medicines are also pre the industrial, I'm not speaking about any chemically created substance and I have, I've never used any chemically created substance, but the medicines that come from the earth are as ancient and indigenous to the earth as birth is to the woman. So when, oh, I just got chills on that. Yeah. So when you bring together two things that are as ancient to humanity and the soul as the humanity is to itself, you're working with something out of time, you know, out of 
the medical model. And so I have just had to learn, you know, to trust myself and to trust that more than to trust what has come through in a relatively shorter, like Western medicine has been around very, you know, a very short amount of time relative to the whole scope of humanity and, and medicines that have been worked with. So, um, if you're feeling afraid and if you're feeling hesitant, it's more important to honor and trust your body and your feelings than it is to try and override that to get somewhere or get something. And on the flip side of that, the medicine can't give you anything, you know, can't do anything for you that you couldn't do for yourself. So I'm trying to say is like, there's no wrong way or bad um, way, but consider it an opportunity to really grow. And yeah, I mean, one of the things that I've been called to recently in my astrological practice is holding space for people in integrating medicine work and ceremony through the lens of astrology, which has been a really new thing for me. And then to receive this call and invitation to speak about pregnancy and um, breastfeeding and ceremony. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's a very new and tender subject for me to share publicly, but it is really just been a learning journey about trusting myself and the inherent goodness um, and intelligence and wisdom within my own being and within the medicine. And I would say that exists inside of each and every person who's listening. And by all means, if you have a, an intense, an intention to become pregnant, or if you're pregnant and on your own journey, or if you're, you know, in your postpartum, wherever you are in this phase, um, I'm sure that this is meeting you exactly where you're meant to be. So happy to be able to share my experience. Everything that I'm talking about just comes from my own direct experience. And I have directly experienced the fact that the body is intelligent enough to birth babies and that medicine has only brought healing and um, blessings into my life and through myself and my children and my family. And, and it's been a big, significant part of our journey to healing our family um, together. So, yeah. Wow. That was just so beautifully said. Thank you. So before we end, I would love for you to share more about your work and how people can work with you. Your website and Instagram will be linked in the show notes for everyone. But I just want to say to everyone listening, I have been lucky enough to work with Michelle in all different capacities. And she has supported me individually. She supported my partnership. I mean, and just my, my own life in ways that I don't even have words for. And so I highly highly recommend working with Michelle in any way you'd like. I just feel like so excited for this community to, to be introduced to you, Michelle, because you are such an important presence in my own life and, and on my own path. 
Thank you so much, Book. Oh, you're such a dear soul and sister. And I feel so deeply honored to be on this journey with you and, um, and to be able to share that with you and Michael. And yeah, definitely soul family. I offer one-on-one sessions. You can work with me privately. Uh, I do everything through the lens of the natal chart. So I will look at the astrology of your birth chart, even if the session is for some sort of psychedelic integration, um, those sessions, we look at the chart of the ceremony that you did, and we integrate the ceremony through the lens of the natal chart. Um, or I've actually worked with people in preparation for ceremony, looking at the chart of an upcoming ceremony and working with the energies of, um, you know, what they're intending for that ceremony. I also do couples sessions, readings, um, where we look at both natal charts and either with both people together or with one person and, you know, looking at two charts. I have a monthly ongoing, um, subscription that is available called the evolution student membership. It's $11 a month and you get access to my monthly new moon ceremony where I come together. I do a transmission on the moon for the month. And then I do a lunar, a full transmission on the month ahead. So I just before our call today, actually did the transmission for the month of July And that will be available to all evolution students throughout the month. And then we will do the July new moon ceremony. Um, That is a really beautiful way and very financially accessible way for people to just have an opportunity to learn astrology, tune in with me the way that I do, receive the transmission, pray to come together, pray together. I offer practices and tools in that container. And then my main class offering is Love Evolution, which is dedicated to the work of Venus and awakening the feminine heart. And that is a monthly class series that I offer. Everything that you could do with me on any level is really, it's about the soul work. It's about returning to our true nature. You know, I believe that all the soul is, um, that God is love, that that love is the source of all things, that we have forgotten who we are or are in a process of remembering, let's just say. We're in a process of remembering our true source, our true nature, and that that journey is the healing journey that all souls are on. And so as souls are um, coming into this world, they're coming in for healing. They're coming in with very specific healing karmas. We come into families. We often choose families and parents and situations and relationships that are encouraging our evolution and our remembering of who we truly are. And I'm deeply honored to be able to serve people in this way and to be able to, you know, share what comes through me through direct experience, through channeling. That's kind of the way that I work with the chart and yeah, thanks so much.
Yeah, I mean, for everyone listening, you can hear how tuned in Michelle is to her intuition. And I feel like that comes through so deeply in your sessions. Whenever I have a session with you on my own or with Michael as well, and we leave feeling like, oh, like, first of all, what just happened? Like, that was a <laughs> huge healing. You <laughs> tap into things that, and in such a deep way that, like, we're just blown open afterwards blown open. So I, I highly recommend anyone who's listening to work with Michelle. Highly, highly recommend. So thank you, Michelle. It's been a true honor, truly, truly to be here with you, to learn from you today, um, just to receive your wisdom. And I'm so blessed to know you. Um, and thank you for being here. If you are feeling called to explore intentional work with psychedelics to support your healing and evolution, be sure to explore our courses, sessions, and trainings. We offer 30-day intentional microdosing containers, prep and integration support for your medicine journey, and so much more. Life is a ceremony, and Axis Mundi is here to be by your side on this most sacred journey inward. Thank you so much for being here, and I look forward to being with you next time.